Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I should say good morning. Happy Good Friday to everyone, except Bryce. I'm about to make this Good Friday a great Friday for everyone except Bryce. Today is the holiest of days everywhere, except Afghanistan, Bangladesh, Egypt, Iran, Pakistan, Palestine, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. Oh, and Yemen. And of course, this podcast. So without further ado, let's crucify Bryce. I've made enough disparaging comments about Bryce in my time, but I'm ready to make some more. This show does not deprive you of fighting and drama, unlike Married at First Sight. More on that later. Now, bear with me. I am feeling a little bit silly today. It's Thursday night on a long weekend and I've had a spicy mug and I've had some sleep this week and I finally got my mojo back. It was MIA for a couple of weeks there. It did go missing along with Bryce's dignity, but it's been found. It's back. Unlike Bryce's dignity, which may never be found. Anyway, me and my mojo are here ready for another explosive episode of Married at First Sight Carnage. There is honestly more tea in this episode than a Lipton warehouse, so let's get straight into it. Coming up today on this crappy podcast, according to Bryce, more on that later, I reveal the unannounced Big Brother 2021 cast. I've got a number of spotted this week, including one about Jason, which reveals the fate of his relationship with Alana. I reveal the secret message in a bottle I received this week about one of the Married at First Sight contestants. The tip-off was so red-hot it had to be mailed to me via Australia Post, literally. I uncover more contradictions about Bryce. Just when you thought he could not get any worse, he does. All the details about the shocking things he's done since last episode. There are also more shocking details about the Beck slash Jake slash Bryce incident from the couple's retreat that I'm going to get into. So much happened that didn't make it to the screens, including a contestant lockdown following the explosive incident. Plus more cheating allegations about Jake. Apparently he cheated on his ex-fiance page more than once and I've got all the details. Plus a huge bombshell about Patrick. Plus I've got all the details about what we can expect to see on screens next week, including the infamous boys and girls nights. Lots of bombshells are going to be dropped next week and I've got all the details, including the explosive confrontation that leads to one contestant walking out. Guys, as always, this is a super, super juicy, jam-packed episode. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Actually, before we get into the Married at First Sight carnage today, a quick announcement about Big Brother. I was feeling a little bit cheeky this week and I broke the cardinal rule of media and public relations etiquette and leaked the unannounced Big Brother 2021 cast list on Instagram. My Instagram at the moment is honestly giving TMZ a run for their money. All I need now is for Kanye West to storm into my office slash bedroom and start yelling obscenities. 
I was going to save this story for the podcast, but it is more of a visual story. I didn't know if it would really translate on audio. So I've dropped a gallery of all of the new faces that will be coming to our screens on Big Brother this year. Go to my Shadowband Instagram account if you can find it. It is at so dramatic podcast underscore and check it out. Now, the most exciting part about this news is that so dramatic can exclusively reveal that Married at First Sight star Martha, her mother Mary is actually going into the Big Brother house. Yes, the one and only Martha's iconic mother Mary, who has now actually become an influencer herself. She is a full-blown certified influencer and I am here for it. Praise be. Now, there are a number of other familiar faces joining Mary in the Big Brother house. Let me read out the list. We have AFL player Jess Trend, journalists Ari Kimba and Carlos Castro, naked magician Christopher Wayne, ninja warrior star, podcaster and ex-girlfriend of MAF star Mikey Pembroke, Katie Williams entering the house as well, plus NBL player Marley Biondolo, student Tilly Whitfield, digital marketing specialist Jake Waters, flight attendant Christina Potoliano, as well as social media star Flex Mummy, who I announced was entering the house back in October. So it looks like a good mix of people. I cannot wait to watch that. I think it's coming to our screens in April. So once the hot mess that is Married at First Sight is over, that is where our attention will be diverted to. I cannot wait. Oh my God, oh my God. Last week on Instagram, I also posted the photos of Bryce and his secret girlfriend who doesn't exist, Courtney, and Instagram literally cried. If you missed those, go and check them out too. They are not to be missed photos. Hard evidence shoved right in Gonzo's face. However, he is still going around and calling this podcast fake news. Bryce. Bryce, 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 Bryce. It's not my fault. The truth hurts. Grab a Band-Aid. Let's get into our spotted for this week. As usual, you have all been busy little FBI agents and I cannot thank you enough. Some of you have gone to such extreme measures to snap our favorite celebrities out and about like full-blown undercover espionage agents and the world is a better place because of you. We honestly have our own inbuilt paparazzi team now. First up, spotted Lizzie and Seb in Adelaide this week. They were just walking down the street together, so who knows what the hell is going on with those two. Either Lizzie listened to this podcast and thought, shit, I better be nice to Seb after the claims I made that she dumped him and used him for a trip away and presents on her birthday. Or it's a publicity stunt from both ends. Either way, I'm not buying it, so watch this space. Spotted, Kerry and Johnny spotted at Happy Boy in Brisbane looking very cute, having dinner with some friends. I said hi and they were lovely. No surprises there. These two are honestly the only beacon of hope left on this godforsaken show. Honestly, if they can't make it, no one can. Now, Johnny and Kerry have been busy little social butterflies lately. They were spotted out for a second time this week. One listener wrote in saying, Spotted. Georgia and Liam tonight in Brisbane with Johnny and Kerry. And my friend took pics of Johnny and Kerry together again in Brisbane last week, but they're the shittest photos ever. Laughing face emoji. So they've actually been out three times in one week. Very busy. Now, a second person actually wrote in with even more tea from this same night out in question. But the tea is regarding Liam and Georgia, the other couple in attendance on the evening. They told So Dramatic, So I was out the other night and saw Liam and Georgia. By the way, he's the nicest guy I have ever met. 
Anyway, apparently they were only there as Liam was told to attend from Channel 9 and publicity. Rumor has it he refused and Channel 9 pulled the contract move, so he pretty much had to attend. Everyone wanted photos with Liam and you could tell that Georgia was getting the shits. She legit wouldn't let him out of her sight. Every photo Liam was asked to take, Georgia would pretty much just get in there. Seriously, hun. (laughs) Their words, not mine. They wrote, there was one person who even asked her just to step out of the photo so they could get one with just Liam. Savage. Next up, spotted. Brett playing golf with mates. I overheard him talking and him and Booker have definitely split. He was bagging her out and saying that the show is pretty much scripted. This is like the fifth or sixth person now who's written in to say that Brett is running his mouth about Booker. Seems like he's out and about gossiping more than I do on this podcast. Actually, speaking of Brett, another little tidbit I'm going to add in here. I actually spoke to a contestant this week and they revealed that Brett only stayed on the show for as long as he did because Tara, the executive producer, begged him to stay. They said Brett wanted to leave in week two and he told Tara and she was like, no, just stay for another week and she convinced him to stay. Then she basically just kept convincing him to stay each week. She kept telling him how much she needed him on the show because he had such a good friendship with the boys and stuff like that. However, they added, Booker wasn't that into Brett either. I think they were both telling other people they didn't like each other and they thought that the other person really liked them. So it seems like the feeling of mutual dislike was mutual. Now, the last spotted for this week, it's actually a few spotted combined and it's about Bryce's ally, Jason. Now, I've been saving this tea up for a couple of weeks, so I've got quite a few to add on Jason because him and Alana were one of the only couples who I thought had a good chance of surviving the experiment and... I wanted us to enjoy their marriage for as long as physically possible without spoiling it because there weren't really any couples left on this show for us to become invested in. However, after this week, they well and truly appear to be on the rocks, especially after that drunken rage he had at her at the couple's retreat. Not to mention he was dressed like a 17-year-old, ready to spend seven hours in the mosh pit taking mushrooms at Splendor in the Grass. Anyway, we digress. So they're on the rocks this week, although by the end of the week, they kind of patched things up. But then they had another fight at the dinner party. I honestly cannot keep up with these two. They are more up and down than Alf Stewart on a dinghy boat in Yabby Creek. So I'm not going to hold out on you guys anymore. Let's just spoil away. Witness one. Hey, Megan. Last Friday, I saw Jason enter a bar I was working at and he met a girl who definitely was not Alana. He was all over her and I saw them kiss. I know you prefer pics for evidence. True. But I wasn't able to capture it for you because I was performing on stage at the time. Hopefully something you can use for your further investigation. Absolutely devastated and angry that this person did not end their stage performance midway through to get a photo for us. How dare they? Witness two. I got stuck in a busy lift with Jason from Married at First Sight on the weekend. He lives in the same apartment as my friend. He was obnoxiously loud and I'm pretty sure he was still kicking on. I mean, no surprises there from unreformed party boy Jason. They then added, apparently he's also been messaging a girl named Courtney in the same building lot and hitting her up. My friend is also friends with her, so they all chat. I mean, we know that they don't end up together anyway, but he seemed like a real gronk. Laughing face emoji. Also, apparently he gets blind drunk a lot. My friend saw him drunk in the foyer one night by himself, strumming his skateboard like a guitar. I cannot even. Witness three. Hey, 
So I'm not sure how juicy this info is, but I work at a construction company which has offices in every state. Jason from Married at First Sight works in our Brisbane office as an estimator. I was in Brisbane last week for work and one of the guys that works closely with Jason said that Jason told him he's definitely not with Alana anymore. I'm not sure if Jason lied to him, but the guy who told me is a dad who doesn't even watch Married at First Sight and he would have no reason to lie about it. Can't say I'm surprised at all, though. Neither am I, girl. Neither am I. Witness four. God, this is turning into a full-blown CIA investigation. Does anyone else want to enter the ring? Is there anyone else out there who wants to step forward to provide some evidence? Hey, Megan. My family member works with Jason and knows that him and Alana don't work out. Apparently, he likes that party boy lifestyle a little bit too much. The whole I don't want to party anymore thing is a total lie. Also, he's a tool IRL. Yikes, it is not looking good for our unreformed party boy Jason. Let's hope his dad does not listen to this podcast. Now, despite all of these witness testimonies, which is certainly enough evidence to concur that Jason and Alana do not go the distance, TBH, it's probably even enough evidence to convict Chris Dawson at this point. But I want to sign, seal and deliver the mystery of Jason and Alana with one more final witness testimony. I call to the stand my final witness, a married at first sight contestant who shall remain unnamed for legal reasons. Here they are. They said, Jason and Alana were up and down all the time, right up until the end. They chose to stay together at the final vows, but broke up not long after. They didn't speak for a while, but as the show started airing, they started hanging out again. But it's nothing serious, just friends with benefits, basically. They added, Jason is a hothead. Alana said that he could be really scary, like she was always saying to us, I really hope that they show him going psycho at me because he would do that a lot and he would really not listen to Alana and he would make her feel shit for having an opinion about things. He doesn't know how to communicate properly or listen to a woman. Gosh, every single guy on this show is a literal walking red flag. So many red flags, I could knit a quilt. Put your vibrators out for Alana. Oh my God, oh my God. Last week, I also received a tip-off about Melissa. This tip-off was so red hot, the person actually mailed it into me. Yes, mailed it in via Australia Post like it's friggin' 1991 and Anset is still operating. Can you hear the paper? <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out of the envelope now. Now, it was sent in in an envelope that had a it had a stamp on it, $1.10. There is a little clue there. The stamp is of Adelaide Oval. So possibly this person is from South Australia. On the front, it's addressed to So Dramatic Media, P.O. Box, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how they got my address. It's not publicly listed. It's a P.O. Box and I don't really give it out to anyone except people giving me free shit. So very weird flex. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, they've typed up the address on the front. They've even typed up the message inside. I guess that is so I don't recognize the handwriting. Okay, now are you ready? The message reads, Help me. I need rescuing. I am being held hostage against my will. And then it had a big SOS written in red. Just joking. But that is honestly what I expected it to be. Actually, at first, I thought it was going to be anthrax from Bryce. So I made my ex-boyfriend open it up for me. Okay, but seriously, it reads, There has been no shortage of cheating scandals in Melissa from Math's life. 
Her stepfather had a secret relationship with another woman for six years until being caught out by Melissa's mother. Her mother made the lifestyle choice to give him a second chance. Lifestyle choice? Okay. As Melissa has given Bryce another second chance. Guys, the plot thickens. (laughs) So that could explain why hostage wife Melissa is so down for being hostage wife. I do not care what anyone says especially the experts. This is not a complex relationship. It is straight up abuse. Melissa literally does not speak unless spoken to. Like, forget the free Britney movement, although that is important too, but we need a free Melissa movement as well. Hashtag free Melissa, get it trending on Instagram, get it trending on Twitter, get it trending everywhere. So Bryce is a very controlling partner. Um, He socially isolates Melissa from others He uses coercive control, gaslighting, manipulation, and every other toxic behavioral trait you can think of. Channel 9 honestly need to have a trigger warning before every single scene of Bryce and Melissa. It is truly disturbing. I haven't been able to sleep after watching Married at First Sight. I've honestly been having nightmares about Bryce. Yes, Bryce lives rent-free in my mind, not to mention rent-free at Melissa's house. Oh my God. Did you guys see what I posted about Melissa dyeing her hair blonde this week? She literally dyed her hair the blondest shade of blonde you can find. I literally almost fell off my office works chair. Next minute, she will be rocking blue eye contacts. Take my word for it. I've said it once, but I'll say it again. Blink twice if you need saving, Melissa. Oh my God. Oh my God. If we needed more of an argument that Melissa needs saving, I present to you all Bryce's uncovered stand-up comedy gig. It is even more disturbing than his behavior on maths. I did post it on Instagram this week, but I feel like it needs to reach the masses. It needs to be played again. Every single person on this planet needs to hear this disgusting, disgusting act. Warning, this does contain racist and sexist content. Skip ahead if you do not want to be offended by that. Yeah, it's my uh, first stand-up kick tonight. I, um, I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit, a bit shaky. I don't normally shake my boots. I normally just talk to a microphone in the morning. I'd have to look at old Chelsea over there, but there's a bit of a thing going on at our stage, and I cop a bit because I feel like I'm a person that's... I'm a black person that's trapped inside a white person's body. I, um, I'm a big fan of ghetto music. Now, have you guys heard of Johnny Ruffo? Yeah, yeah, yeah Johnny Ruffo. He'd be my number one man. Um, Tim and Matic, like, oh, mate, he's up there as one of the best ghetto singers ever. Don't even get me started on Pitbull. Have you heard his latest song with Kesha, Timber? Or the Tinder version? Anyone, anybody have Tinder? Oh, I was going to say, you can add me if you want. Just swipe, swipe positive. But yeah, the joker in the station, black person, white person's body. And uh, whenever I go out to Saloon, anyone knows Saloon in Tarragon? Anyone from Tarragon here? Thank God you're not going to egg my house tonight then after this. Uh, because whenever I go out, I've got a mate that's a DJ at Saloon, and I always ask him for a bit of Johnny Ruffo. My favourite songs are On Top of the World. You guys heard it? Yeah. You have? Well, I do like to occasionally sing if you haven't heard our breaking show, so I'll sing out a line. I'm on top of the world when I'm on top of you, girl. Classy, exactly. That's what I was like when I was 18. Um, I'm now 24, but at around 3am in the morning, I like to sing that line to a girl. She normally has to be drunk to actually buy it and come home. But uh, yeah, it hasn't really worked since I moved down here. I've been here five months, so I think I'm chucking that joke out the window. From Cronulla. Anyone remember the Cronulla riots? 
Akmal might have been involved. I haven't asked him, but he's Middle Eastern, so I'm not sure. But <laughs> I can see him chuckling at side stage. That's good. Jeez, bud. But yeah, learning to drive. I had to get my mum to drive because I felt as though if I got my dad to do it, it'd be like doing a driving test every single time I went out in the car. Now, down in Victoria, I bet they've got lots of hours, 150 hours or whatever it is. But it's sort of, he always ends every phone conversation whenever I give him a call on, I'll speak to you soon, drive safely. I think, okay, I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Drive safely though, I always sort of think, what's he getting at? Does he think I'm going to drive like a bloody lunatic and end up on RBT? Mind you though, if I do end up on RBT, I could get my acting here, career back up. You know, some of the birds in Summer Bay. Have you seen Home and Away? Anyone agreeing with me? If only I could get one of them to learn on a Saturday night, I'll tell you what. Sorry? The boys. The bra boys or the, uh, the other river boys? Yeah. Braxton, you like Braxton, do you? What do you like about him? He's sexy. Okay. A bit like me. Are you drunk? How many beers have you had tonight? None. Have a couple. You probably need some after my next joke. Anybody in the, uh, the Miss Universe competitions? There's some uh, nice looking girls in that show and uh, something to tell me a bit of a perv actually. You can tell I'm single. Um, you're watching it and I was... They're pretty boring. They're getting a bit dull these days. But Miss Canada has decided to add a bit of excitement to the, uh, to the show. They went out to a bar the night before and she ended up king-hitting another contestant. Yeah, true story. Um, after hearing about that, I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to get back into it because it'll be good to see one Miss Universe contestant going against World Peace. <laughs> Where's my date? I've got a chuckle. That's all. Thanks for having me and our apologies today. Wow. I have no words. Let's just hope Bryce doesn't quit his day job. Oh, wait. So Bryce is not only a liar and a cheater, he's also a sexist and a racist. Bryce is the full superfecta. Bryce honestly makes Tim Sims look wholesome. He's literally the worst person ever. And I say that with absolutely zero hyperbole. Bryce is truly the worst person to walk planet Earth BC and AD, before Christ and after Christ. RIP. He is like Voldemort for legal reasons. That was a joke. And that will make sense in my next segment. Oh my God. Oh my God. So last week I uncovered a huge lie that Bryce made about his Tinderfuck slash secret girlfriend, Courtney, who doesn't exist. It was a huge scoop. 60 minutes were even involved, literally. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. So Bryce said that his alleged secret girlfriend was just some chick from Tinder that he fucked a couple of times before the show, but this contradicted what he previously said on A Current Affair. He said on A Current Affair that he's never used Tinder. Actually, let me play you that audio again. It is too good not to. Now, I've remixed it all together nicely and I've included the snippet about Tinder from his stand-up comedy gig as well. Sorry, I met a girl on Tinder two months before coming here and slept with her a couple of times. Yeah. Thirty-one-year-old radio announcer Bryce says he doesn't like to use apps like Tinder to meet women. He prefers it the old-fashioned way. Maths. If you can't go and meet someone out uh, in everyday life, then you probably deserve to be single. 
or the Tinder version? Anyone, anybody have Tinder? Oh, I was going to say, you can add me if you want. Just swipe, swipe positive. Another day, another lie from Bryce. Now, this week, I have uncovered another one of Bryce's lies. I'm honestly going to have to make this a regular segment, I think. If you come across any more of Bryce's contradictions and lies, please slide into my DMs with the evidence. Now, this lie is actually involving me. Yes, the one and only Megan Pastetto. So, Bryce did a radio interview with Gondi and Maz, and the headline on this interview reads, Bryce from Married at First Sight Considering Defamation. Let me play you the audio. Just things like podcasts coming out and saying stuff and just little things like, I think both sets of our parents are really concerned from their point of view. They're worried that people and articles can get away with saying whatever they want without the proof and um, have no accountability to hold what they've said. So obviously we're tongue tied to what we can come out and say at the moment. Um, But geez, I tell you what, you get to the point where defamation gets considered. So uh, look, it's one of those things. It's getting to that point, is it? It's really getting that bad for you. Oh, when you hear some stuff that comes out about you, that's simply not true. Like, uh, I don't listen to some crappy podcast, but I'd get told about it from sure. the publicists and through friends and stuff. But things like, oh, I'm hitting up every nightclub in Melbourne for uh, for VIP access and drinks and stuff like that. Like, uh, I'm at home with Melissa all the time and I've been out with some guys from soccer once and with her parents and whatnot. And look, uh, if I'm hitting them up, geez, I don't know how I'm doing it because I don't know who to hit up. I've only just moved to Melbourne myself, so... I just listen to these things and laugh, but at the same time, too, just comments regarding other people and things like that. The audacity to call me a crappy podcast. In the famous words of Kira Maguire, does he know who I am? Also, the proof is really in the pudding when it comes to you, Bryce. I know you're listening. Sweetie, you do an amazing job of digging your own grave. I am just lowering your casket into the dirt and putting daffodils on top of your tombstone at this point. But let your lawyers know that I also have receipts and proof and hundreds and thousands of witness testimonies to back up every single one of the claims made on this crappy podcast, so bring it on. Legally Blonde 4, coming to a cinema near you soon. Now, the funniest part of this for me was the fact that after all of the ugly skeletons I've dug up about Bryce, like cheating on his partner for five years multiple times, dumping his fiancée for fame, hiding a secret girlfriend during filming, assaulting a female co-star, holding his wife hostage, being emotionally abusive, etc, etc. I just think that it's really cute that the one story that Bryce's fragile ego is most affected by is the one where I said he asked for VIP service at a club. Now, aside from the fact that I may be facing a lawsuit, which, by the way, if that happens, I will be launching a GoFundMe campaign bigger than Amanda Mikulov's for her sea change to the Gold Coast. I couldn't help but notice the glaringly obvious lie Bryce made during this chat. Let me play you a little bit of the audio again. I don't listen to some crappy podcast, but I just listen to these things and laugh. But Did you hear that? Let me play it for you again. Everyone at the back of the classroom, sit up. I don't listen to some crappy podcast, but I just listen to these things and laugh. I don't listen to some crappy podcast, but I just listen to these things and laugh. I don't listen to some crappy podcast, but I just listen to these things and laugh. I'm going to literally loop that and make it my ringtone. 
I guess that's just Bryce being Bryce. So, Bryce, do you listen to this crappy podcast or not? Which one is it? Now, I know that Bryce definitely listens to this podcast and in which case, Bryce, hi, you need hardcore therapy like yesterday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Speaking of contradictions from Bryce, last episode, I dropped the huge bombshell that he was going to write leave at the next commitment ceremony. And as we all saw on Sunday night, that is exactly what happened. Devastating news for Australia that Bryce didn't leave the show. It's a shame that the show is a dictatorship and not a democracy. Now, as I explained last episode, my sources told me that Bryce did this as a fake threat and as a way to control Melissa and the situation, knowing that it would cause tension between Melissa and Beck and isolate her further from the group. Wait, Bryce controlling Melissa? Surely not. But seriously, it was a coercive control method and this is textbook abuse. Psych 101. Look it up. Now, not only did Bryce Wright leave, but he sunk to an all-new low, even for him, and he crossed out leave and wrote stay on the same goddamn piece of paper, might I add. Now, Bryce tried to backpedal on this bizarre power move the following day, telling the media that producers wouldn't give him a new piece of paper to write stay when he changed his mind because he said that the paper is glued to the leather envelope it is presented in. Now, that in itself is pretty unbelievable because... As if Channel 9 would spend their budget on getting new leather binders for every contestant, every commitment ceremony. That is absolutely ludicrous. They do not even pay the contestants the minimum hourly wage. Do you really think that they're going to be splurging on deluxe cowhide for every single contestant, every single commitment ceremony? Hell to the no. Now, I've gone to a number of very reliable sources, aka contestants, to find out what the fuck Bryce is on about. And seven of the seven contestants that I asked said that the paper is definitely not glued to the leather binder. One contestant said, ha ha ha, lol, no they are not. They have card slits that hold the card in the black folder. Bryce is always trying to make up some bullcrap to deflect from his bad behavior. Always excuses, never accountability. You should also note that he wrote leave at the top of the paper, obviously leaving enough room for him to also write stay in the middle. He plans every single dumb move. True that. Honestly, honestly. If it came down to Bryce and being single for the rest of my life, I would choose being single. I'm officially making Bryce's Sweet Little Lies a regular segment. So if you notice any more inconsistencies in his story moving forward, please slide into my DMs and let me know. Oh my god, oh my god. Guys, we need to address the elephant in the room. Not me, the other elephant. What the fuck was up with that Jake slash Beck slash Bryce fight? We were deprived. That scene was downplayed so much that they didn't even show the footage that they had been using in the promo for months. They heavily promoted Patrick calling Bryce disgusting and then Bryce yelling out, Tell your wife to stop flirting. But none of it was shown during the episode. It is so odd to use footage in a promo that doesn't even make the final cut. So I would say that it was a very last minute edit from producers, possibly responding to the outrage from viewers about Bryce's behavior and possibly one particular change.org petition that was started this week to make Channel 9 apologize for pairing Melissa with Bryce and airing such disgusting, abusive behavior. By the way, well done to the person who started that petition. Such initiative. But seriously, the behavior from Bryce and other men on this show this season has been feral. 
We wouldn't even see such feral behavior from animals on a David Attenborough desert safari. Now, I've gone into full detail about what actually happened during this scene in the last episode. So if you want the full scandalous details about that incident, go back and listen if you haven't already. Now, in addition to all of the details in the last episode, I have more information about what was left on the cutting room floor during this incident. The main things that we didn't see were that things actually got physical between Jake and Bryce and Bryce grabbing Beck was actually much worse than what was shown. One contestant who was there at the retreat explains, at the resort, it was worse than what was shown. Jake and Bryce actually tried to punch on and it became physical, but Patrick had to step in and pull them apart. They also didn't show Bryce egging Jake on to fight him and they almost brawled until the producers stepped in and got involved. Bryce tried to punch on with Jake twice, as well as grab Beck forcefully, which they didn't show either. They only showed a very poor camera angle of it and downplayed what actually happened massively. Bryce aggressively grabbed Beck twice, but they did not show the full extent of what he did at all. They also didn't show the disgusting way Bryce was behaving after he tried to kiss Beck. After he walked away, which we saw, He came back and started yelling abuse at her and made her cry again. He just kept going and going. He also kept going at Jake and yelling out insults to him and insults about Beck, claiming that she was the one who had been flirting with him. In your dreams, Bryce, in your dreams. Honestly, imagine how big Bryce's ego would be if he was hot and had an interesting personality. I cannot. They went on, that is when Jake legit went to punch him in the head and producers, plural, had to stop him. Yikes. Honestly, when people ask me what my most embarrassing moment in life was, I'm just going to show them Bryce. But wait, it gets even worse. After this shocking incident went down, the cast were all put into lockdown. One contestant explains, then we all went into lockdown for the next day after Bryce's assault of Beck. That is why the retreat ended so abruptly. We weren't allowed our phones at all, not even to let people know that they were being taken off us. We were all placed in our rooms until Tara got down the next morning to review the footage. After she did, everyone was asked if they felt unsafe around Bryce. Everyone said yes, if they were left alone with him. They then removed Beck and Jake from the group, isolated them and had a meeting about Bryce with everyone else except them. Then they had another meeting with Beck and Jake and then another with Beck and Jake individually. Beck told the producers that she was going to leave the show because of Bryce, but then they threatened her with a bad edit and no publicity. So she demanded for him to be taken off the show and they said no. Beck told them that she felt unsafe around Bryce. However, producers just ignored her. They told Beck if she didn't drop it or if she even mentioned the incident again, they would edit her badly and cut all of her publicity. Beck was left distraught and feeling extremely unsafe and unprotected. Beck was demanding Bryce leave the show for five hours. Wow. One contestant claims that the entire cast was silenced and threatened by producers, despite emphasizing how unsafe they felt around Bryce. They said, producers kept saying that what he did wasn't that bad from what they could see, so they had no grounds to take him off the show. It was a total cover-up. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually deleted all of the footage and pretended the cameras weren't rolling because Beck would have grounds to sue them for harassment and negligence. Tara is the one who said she won't kick Bryce off the show. She downplayed it as hard as she could. She told Beck that it was just a joke and she was being too sensitive. Wow. They even convinced her that she had to stay on the show to help save Melissa 
and convinced her to stay. Side note, for those who don't already know, Tara is the infamous executive producer who loves to protect the misogynist of each season because they're the ones who bring in the ratings and that is all she cares about, even above the abuse of women. Now, this incident was obviously traumatic for Beck, so much so that her and Bryce are still actually feuding to this day. In fact, Beck despises Bryce so much that she actually refused to go to the same Nova event as him this week. So publicity had to split Beck and Bryce up. Bryce went to the Sydney one and Beck went to the Melbourne one. A close friend of Beck's dishes to So Dramatic. They have to make sure that Beck and Bryce don't attend the same events because Beck has expressed how unsafe she feels around Bryce. She has refused to do any media involving him because she's scared he's going to attack her again. Oh, Bryce could not be further from an avocado. No one likes him. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, tangent. But this week, one of Bryce's work colleagues confirmed to me that when Bryce returned home from filming, he was boasting about how he tried to hit it off with Beck and said that it was all part of his plan to have a cheating affair on national TV and be the most talked about person in the country. I guess his master plan didn't quite go to plan, did it? The audacity of Bryce, like, thinking that Beck would just drop everything and, like, drop Jake, like, who's the hottest guy on the show, to be with him. Like, sorry, what? Bryce honestly has more tickets on himself than Booker's gigs. And she sells out arenas. Further to this, one contestant has come forward to back up Beck and the edit she's getting on TV. They said, Beck has been made to look like she's stirring drama, but it wasn't like that at all. Beck is not the type of person to make shit up. She's a no-nonsense woman, a straight shooter. She's just so strong and brave that she was like, I am not going to sit back and watch this dickhead do this. When the gym stuff happened, he definitely tried to crack onto her because she told all of the girls about it immediately after it happened. She asked everyone what she should do about it and she seemed pretty shaken up. Beck decided that she was going to bring it up because she didn't want Bryce to get away with it and she thought that Melissa was lovely and she deserved to know the truth about her husband and deserved much better than him. She actually had Melissa's back. Beck was not scared of Bryce and Bryce couldn't handle that. This person then added even more intel about Bryce saying, even in social situations, I could see that he was always looking for an angle. He was always sussing out the other brides, especially at the very start. I would not put it past him that he made a move on Rebecca. He thinks he's hot shit and he was trying to see if maybe she would continue the show with him. I really think that's what he thought. He would have thought that he would be able to get the hottest bride on the show. Then they added, how can he not see himself in the mirror? Serious question. How do you not see yourself in the mirror, Bryce? Honestly, imagine Bryce's ego if he was like hot and had an interesting personality. It would be off the Richter scale. But honestly, even at the moment, with his current state of affairs, his ego is still bigger than the Suez Canal. Oh my God, oh my God. Another scene from the infamous retreat that wasn't shown. Did you guys see when Beck went to bed after the girls and boys nights and she was like really, really cold to Jake? He went in to kiss her and she just like looked at him with this really sour look. She didn't even move or like show any affection. Well, apparently the reason that Beck looked so pissed off was because she was pissed off. One contestant dishes. Beck and Jake had a huge fight after the boys and girls nights, but they never showed it. Jake got really drunk and was carrying on. He was even having a go at the producers and yelling out to them. Beck was so embarrassed, so she confronted him about his behavior and then they started fighting. 
After that, Belinda and Beck were walking up the stairs and laughing at Patrick and Jake thought that Beck was laughing at him and took offence to it and lost his shit at her. But again, they didn't show any of that. Just Beck looking like a miserable cow when they went to bed. I can't even believe how long these two have lasted on the show. The chemistry between Jake and Beck is about as believable as a WWE wrestling match. Another friend of Beck's dished some more hot tea to So Dramatic about her relationship with Jake, saying, During the movie scene with the parents, Beck told the other girls that she thought Jake would definitely be the villain out of them because the whole movie was about his destructive behaviour. That is why her mum was pulling Jake up so much. However, they chopped all of that out and they're showing none of it. And they're portraying Jake as the sweet and innocent golden boy and Beck is left looking like the bitch. As I've said before... Married at First Sight has a very good track record of making bad men look good and good women look bad. Oh my God, oh my God. Last episode, I revealed that a number of Patrick's friends had come forward claiming that he's putting on his goofy persona and he's never had a problem with the ladies. This week, two more people have come forward to dish on the real Patrick. And one of them also dropped a huge bombshell about the fate of Patrick and Belinda that was truly shocking to me and goes against all of the other previous evidence I've obtained. So take it with a grain of salt as you will. They said, I used to do PT sessions with Patrick. I agree. A lot of his personality seems like an act. In the two years of weekly sessions I had with him, I never once heard him use any of those corny one-liners. Holy guacamole. The second person dropped an even bigger bombshell about Patrick. They said, I know Patrick and Belinda don't work. You might already know that too, because he's been asking girls out that go to the gym he works at. Apparently, he's a total dick, lol. I know someone who knows him personally, and they are not a fan. Wow. I have heard that Patrick and Belinda are still together from multiple people, so if that is true, then wow. Just wow. Holy guacamole. Gosh, Even the nice people on this show are bad. Oh my God, oh my God. Speaking of nice people turning out bad, last week on So Dramatic, as per my last email, I revealed that hot intruder turned hot felon Chris was actually living with his girlfriend Paige, the one he was spotted with at the airport last week, before the show. I also added that he must have been with her for about at least five months. So that means before filming. Now I've had more confirmation for this tea this week. Again, someone else wrote in confirming saying, yes, Chris was seeing Paige all summer and even living with her in Mullumbimby. They have been together for almost six months now and he still lives with her to this day. Case closed. Warning. (coughs) Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. This episode was actually longer than expected. So I've actually cut out a part of the episode and I'm going to put it in a separate episode. So if you guys want to hear about what happens next week on Married at First Sight, I'm dropping another episode at the exact same time. So go and listen to that after you've listened to this. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto. 